When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody and thanks for joining us for the phnx suns post game show brought to you by the DraftKings sportsbook app need, america's number one sports do you need app. that music up turned up a little bit more i, I feel like i just need to soak this in for yeah. a little bit don't forget to hit that like button <sighs> subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review <sighs> i'm relaxed let's go <laughs> breathe in on five <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> it's not okay, but at least we pretend it is. Yeah. I'm Lindsay Can Smith we? here so with Espo, Gerald Bourget, and Saul Bookman. Unfortunately, we are doing breathing exercises because the Phoenix Suns lost again, this time to the Memphis Grizzlies, 136 to 106. What a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Mark, pretty much I, I, we're off to a rousing start in the chat marcus mm-hmm. longoni saying blow it up 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 uh, blow what up yeah. like blow the bench and third string up like you're not playing <laughs> this guy's injured my god <laughs> <laughs> that was funny when you said that yeah look i mean they fought for a half and then they got absolutely obliterated in the second um, Mikhail Bridges had a nice game and Saban Lee has been okay coming off the bench. And that's about and it, everybody. Thanks for tuning that's in. About, and Dario Saric has looked pretty okay in the last handful it's of games. The homie lives! Sadich. Sadich. Um, and that's pretty much where my optimism dies. I mean, obviously, again, they're still missing guys as they have been for the last month or two. But yeah, you're really losing ground in the West pretty quick there. So it's hard 12. to stay They're 12. Yeah. <laughs> Where? How did we wind up here? You know. Oh yeah, six injuries. I mean, I could tell you how. I've got the stat for you right here. Please so in in the games where Devin Booker has been fully healthy, I'm not including the four minute Christmas Day thing. The Suns are 18 and 10, and they're a plus 120. Without him, they are three and fourteen, and they're a minus one hundred and one without him on the court. Devin, please, only a minus one. Please, it seems like it should be worse, but I mean that's a two hundred and twenty-one point difference between on court and off court. That's not great, Bob. That seems bad. Have we checked on James Jones? Is is James Jones still in the state? I don't even know if James Jones is is has anybody actually physically seen him. In the last couple months, I think he's been tied to a chair with duct tape over his Have mouth. You seen Did him? Robert they, do they that? Let, they let him out for the one press conference he had with us a few weeks ago, and then back to the chair. When's and the last they took time? his phones too, so he couldn't like reach out to anybody like, for help. Legit. When's the last time you saw him? 
when we did the press con. I mean, oh, I guess yeah, I've yeah. seen him around the practice building as okay. much as that, I would like. Are you sure it was him, or do they have a body double yeah, that's prosing as James Jones? I mean, have we checked his cell service? It like, has been far is away. Is his email still working? I know, like, can send help, everybody. <laughs> Can Robert Sarver please just say yes? You can trade for a guy that makes ten million that matches Jay's salary. Anything. See, Priscilla in the chat has got it correct. Said mm. I stopped watching the games and started tuning into these post game lives. Oh, thank you, Priscilla. That's the way to do it, Priscilla. <laughs> like you don't have to watch through the game if it's too depressing for you, or if you would just rather spend your time somewhere else doing something else because we got you covered. Mm. We'll tell you exactly what happened in tonight's game in not so many words. I will say this. Um, I am, uh, uh, let, let me say 99.8% convinced that money, uh, that James Jones cannot make a move. Yeah. I am, I'm, I'm convinced pretty much that. At, the, at you this point, it's got to be, right? For 17 games and, sit, and be like, Oh, they'll work it out. Right. No. We'll like, get healthy. It'll we'll be, be fine. fine yeah. when Danny comes yeah. back. Dude, Sam and Lee's enough. I've done my <laughs> yeah. job here, people. Yeah. Sam and Lee yeah. is here. I mean, that's yeah. all we need. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer for all of us. It's a bummer for the guys out there on the court. It just, it is what it is. But you know what? One way or the other, we'll get through it. It's just a matter of what it looks like on the other side. I it feel like there's one means. thing we have to do. Hmm. Can we all give... Robert Sarver, one thing. Can we give Robert Sarver double the 11, one. please? <laughs> I was going to say. You almost got me for a second there. All right. Let's dive into this one a little bit more, and we'll start by looking inside the box. Espo. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the fucking box? <laughs> wow. All right, then. <laughs> it's my stats in a box. Oh, no. Step one. What do you do, Saul? Cut a hole in the box. Step no. two. You were supposed to read oh, the stats in the box. <laughs> Step three. I'm show the, show I'm the stats so in the box. I'm so worried show. about how this how is. how you fucking do, do it. it. <laughs> it's the Grizzlies. They won 136-106 <laughs> over your Phoenix Suns. Uh, the three-point shooting, eh, not as bad as it could have been. Suns were 10 of 33. The Grizzlies, 16 of 37. John Morant shot in Impressive from beyond the arc tonight. Rebounding, well, the Suns got their ass kicked there, just like in the final scores, 52-37 on the boards, and it was a 12-point advantage for the Grizzlies in the paint, 66-54, to and most of this occurred in that second half, in particular in that third quarter where the Grizzlies said, enough playing with our food, it's time to kick their teeth in. Yeah, we had talked about this earlier in the day, how points in the paint and three-point shooting were kind of key to this matchup because the Suns shot really well in the win, mm -hmm. shot really crappy in the loss, and they got obliterated in points in the paint. They actually did a decent job of keeping them out of the paint or at least keeping it close, but when John Morant is going five for eight from three and Desmond Bain, who we know is a great shooter, three for four, like that's tough. They gave up 43% shooting from three to only 30% on their end. Um, I know with Jaw, he's one of the top 10 players in the league at points in the paint, so you want to force him to shoot, but a lot of those, they were diving under the screens, and he was getting pretty easy, uncontested looks. So, you know what? They they turned it on in the second half. They proved why they're a very, very tough team to beat in the West, um, and the Suns just don't have the horses to keep up for four full quarters right now. Yeah. No horses. Um, AZ Cards in the chat said this loss is mainly on the defense. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard when you you already are dealing with injuries. Then you lose another player, one of your better defenders in Josh Akogi. Mm -hmm. He got hurt in this game, a nose injury, and did not come back for the second half. 
And then on top of that, you know, Gerald, you're right. This is not necessarily a team that, especially this Sun squad that we have suiting up for us, mm-hmm. that can go shot for shot with no. a team like the Memphis Grizzlies. Like that's just, it's just too much to hang with. Right. Defense is what's got to kind of carry you in these situations. I saw someone on Sun's Twitter the other day. It was like last week. They were like, the Sun's goal should be to have every single game without Devin Booker, like 80 to 83 and just play defense yeah. and that be your calling card. Yeah. Because it's just it's just too hard with this squad to go go into a shootout. Mm-hmm. I, they don't even have the horses for the defense, though. I mean, yeah. I mean like you saw today, you can, you can do it for a half. You can play good defense for a half, but eventually when you're eight, nine guys, you're going to run out of steam, especially when they're – you know, eight or nine guys that aren't used to playing significant minutes. I mean, you're pay- playing Dario Sarge 23 tonight. You've already played Tory Craig more than uh, than he's played in forever. He played 25 tonight. Damian Lee played 26. Saban Lee, who's a 10-day that you just signed a few days ago, played 28. Like, I'm sorry, but uh, you just don't have it. You don't have it. We're, with this many guys that are used to just playing bench minutes, playing that significant a time. Like, I, yeah. I get that, that injuries shouldn't be an excuse. And when it's one or two guys or it's just one star out, I get that. But when you're five, six injuries deep, at that point it does become an issue because you just don't have the bodies at that point. But you should. But you should have the body. You should at least have – the, the two guys that have been the most consistent during Booker's timeout have been D.A. and Mikhail. Mm. And again, we go back to this over and over again. It's proven that they they just cannot carry the load. They just they aren't built like that, and they they haven't been groomed to do that stuff. It, this is Devin Booker's team. Like that's just how this is. And those two have not been able to raise their level of play, which is then kind of you know. Uh, oozed down the line and all the other guys are having a, a you know pick up the slack and they can't do it uh damian lee's been pretty good a couple other guys give you flashes here and there but in terms of a consistent hole they, they just are never going to have it without that guy back but, but the problem is mikhail and da aren't volume shooters mm-hmm. like and and i don't think you can force either of them into that right and and so when you don't have devin booker you don't have chris paul Guys that have been known to take a majority of your offensive shots, but you're you're asking these guys to all of a sudden do something that that is just not who they are. I think what you're finding out right now is, is like you don't have you don't have a system that is good enough to rely on itself. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I'm not trying to in. I'm not trying to dig at money or anything like that. But for for a long period of time here, in the last two or three years. We talked about how the Suns, their their physicality um, lacks, and they don't get to the basket enough, and they don't shoot as many free throws as these other teams. Well, in a point right now, when you got to muddy the game up and get dirty and grimy and slow the fucking ball down because you don't have the horses to be able to compete for four quarters at a high level NBA game like against the Warriors or the or the Nuggets or whatever. I know they beat the Warriors. Of course, I named the one team they beat in the last two <laughs> weeks. Um, that that second half is what you ultimately see teams start to pull away and really wear them down. Um, and that the DNA of this team is to me a little. It's a little soft. It's a little well, soft, and they're not able to muddy the game up and really alter their style. So they have to rely on Booker a lot. But is that Monty or is that James Jones? That's Monty. I mean, James Jones is the one that's getting the ingredients. Monty's just cooking with them, right? Yeah, no, but but like, you can enforce your style. 
You can. I, I do think he's tailored this specific style to his personnel, to his two lead ball handlers, which, you know, when they were healthy this season, last season, the season before, were a top 10 defense and a top 10 offense. I, I think if we want to criticize Monty and the system, it should probably be trying to adapt to when you don't have those two That's guys fair. in and you have to mix it up and, and figure out, okay, how are we going to play through DA or how are we going to enhance what Mikhail mm -hmm. Bridges does? I think that for me is where you would have liked to see more, but at the same time, like you don't want to get too far away from what you do mid season. And you would hope that these guys, you know, like DA just doesn't have the skill set to carry the load on offense. We've talked about this. Mikhail Bridges just doesn't have that consistency. Um, so it's tough, but I, I mean, for me, I don't look at this, like those two are the only two that kind of produced on offense aside from Dario tonight. I look at giving up 136 points in regulation. I look at, you know, 39 points in the second and the third quarter. And then those were bookended by 29 point quarters. Like you're not going to win. Even if everyone's fully healthy, you're not going to outshoot a team 138 to 136 in regulation that often the defense has to be a lot better and it had been trending in the right direction but they just kind of got the doors blown off tonight and i mean not to just always be the person looking for the silver lining but the first half was enjoyable it was it was a good half of basketball mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was a three-point game heading into halftime like at least we got that i would much rather <laughs> have a, a decent first half than just a full-on blowout from five minutes into the first quarter i agree but at some point you just look at it and you go right now there's no hope other than these guys getting back from being injured i mean that's the reality mm -hmm. of the situation right now and you're now in 12th in the west and i think the only bright spot for me out of this is you know you now know a hundred percent for sure that Mikhail Bridges and D.A. aren't going to be that number two. You're not that guy. That You're you not need, that guy. You need <laughs> that guy. That mm. you need you know, him, if you can get him this year or going into next year, you need that guy at some point. Honestly, I, I obviously we, we know we're kind of um, handcuffed with the whole Sarver thing right now. Mm -hmm. But when we move to the offseason – I mean, I think Some everything's at play, happen. to be honest with you. I think anything's at play outside of Devin Booker being moved. Mm -hmm. um, I think you, you could look at a package for D.A. and McHale for another superstar that maybe is is not having the, the greatest time in their city and that you just need a, a fresh change. D.A. straight up for somebody or D.A. and picks or whatever. Like, everything is on the table this offseason. But I think at the core of this, you have got to find Devin Booker a suitable counterpart that you can rely on for the for the rest of his tenure here with the Suns. Mm -hmm. I that's that's what I keep looking at. I keep going back to that. I don't think a guy like Bradley Beal's really the answer. Um but I I just there might be somebody out there that I think the Suns are going to have to start looking at it because I I agree with you Espo. I think this is all like it sucks that they're this bad, but I think this is beautiful because now you know what your team's all about. Mm -hmm. You know what these guys are capable mm -hmm. of and what their ceiling is. And so now you can adequately prepare yourself. Because, listen, if we went back to this offseason, how many of us were like, no, nah, I wouldn't trade Mikhail. No, nah, I wouldn't trade Cam. No, nah, I wouldn't trade DA. Mm -hmm. But now, looking at this, even the most staunch DA supporters like, hey, sometimes you just got to move. Mm -hmm. You got to make yeah. a move. Right. Look, there's 
23 days for Matt Ishbia to be able to take not, over and give you one day to make, yeah. make a trade. Happening. That and, and I don't think it is going to happen, but that right now is really the only hope that you have in terms of changing this roster at all. Now, you may get guys back healthy. You may be able to make a run uh, with Devin Booker back, CP3 back, and get in the playoffs and maybe stir things up. But to make any significant change in this roster, 23 days for the NBA to approve Matt Ishbia, the Board of Governors, to vote on it. I just I think we've run out of runway for that hope. I, I yeah, I will say the season is coming down to these kind of twenty three days here. How the Suns fare on the court during that time, how many guys they get back, and whether they're able to make a move. Uh, if this team were to get healthy and go on an actual championship run, I'm struggling to. I would have to go back and look, but I'm struggling to think of a champion that would have that kind of unprecedented turnaround like that. Mm-hmm. Like the Celtics turned it around mid season last year. And they still they still lost in the finals, even with as magical as that was. So yeah, that, I, it, I'm struggling to see how it happens at this point. You're they're 21 and 24. They fall into what 12th in the West now. Um, they're still only two games out of sixth. So yeah, it's not like they're doomed just yet. But yeah, obviously they keep playing like they have been three and 14 without Devin Booker, and they don't get booked back soon you're looking at a very different approach to the trade deadline, possibly. The only team that I could even come close to comparing if they wanted a surprising run is the 75-76 Suns. Mm. They were in the hole through most of the season, finished 41-41, and 41, mm. went to the finals, uh, and forced the, the vaunted Celtics to six games. Uh, Weren't there only like 12 teams in the league back then? Uh, no, there were like 20, and there were a bunch of plumbers. and <laughs> you know, like only have to go but, back yeah. 47 years. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean but, hey, it's history will repeat itself. So you're saying there's a yeah. chance. That's the, you, you bring it up. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing that I'm like, well, I mean, that's the only thing that feels somewhat applicable here. And even mm. to your point, 47 years is a long freaking time. Yeah. I will say, it. going back to the Ishbia conversation, if he is unable to get his sale, the sale approved before the trade deadline, I want his first move to be expanding the front office mm. and hire some people who care about the draft. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to need them. <laughs> if this continues in the way that it has trended, and we just are like, it is what it is. This was a rough year. We'll reset next year. Then mm-hmm. I need some people in that front office who actually do care about the draft, mm-hmm. who want to go and scout these upcoming athletes and and scout them very well, not just watch a few highlights. Mm-hmm. So that regardless of where we fall, if it's not number one, which should be an obvious choice, but if it's not number one, which I doubt it will be, we take somebody that will actually help our team. It's well. it's crucial to sustaining success in this league yeah. to hit on late first round draft picks. That's what all the good teams have done. We've seen San Antonio do it during their reign. We saw the Golden State Warriors do it, continually hitting on late first round picks. This and Grizzlies team's been good at the drafting Grizzlies have been the phenomenal. Finish. Like you need to have cheap rookie contracts that can produce for you off the bench or step into bigger roles as guys age. Right now. We're sitting here looking around like who the hell is going to succeed Chris Paul when his time is done. Yeah. And Saban Lee. Yeah, like it's, it's not looking good when a 10-day is our backup point yeah. guard right now. AZ, AZ Cardinals in the chat was like, blow it up, question mark. I dare you to say that to Booker. I've seen this multiple times as if like 
Devin Booker is just going to punch you in the face if you tell him, hey, I think you guys should blow it up. Mm. Um, but I would definitely tell him, like, listen, I don't think you should blow it up. No. But I think you need to make some moves that will really, more than anything, extend the length of your own career. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't do this and you, and you just let this kind of carry on and you just try to pull this free agent or try to acquire this old veteran, like, you're just going to have to carry the weight too much too many times and at some point you're going to break down if we're not starting to see that already like you gotta you gotta get some youth in the game they missed on Halliburton they missed on Desmond Bain they missed on a lot of these draft picks that they could have had and opting to try and be that super smart guy in the clubhouse that knows better than everybody else and that shit didn't work out it didn't work out at all you need to invest in scouting you need to be able to actually invest in some youth and uh, to help supplement some of the things that you're losing. you If you drafted correctly right now, then maybe you wouldn't have to rely on a Saban Lee. You wouldn't have to rely on a Dwayne Washington. You wouldn't have to rely on a Torrey Craig to give you big time minutes to help save your ass. You wouldn't have to do that because Jalen Smith might, have been, might be balling out. Or you would have Tyrese Halliburton help and lead the cause. Like there's just so many things that go into this that they've dropped the ball on. And, and James Jones can sit there and blag and scoff at the draft all he wants, but that shit's coming back around now to hurt him. And he's going to pay the price that, which could include his job. If he's not careful, well, look, Devin, Devin Booker is not seeing they're watching this going. Everything's he's not that he's not that dog sitting, sipping coffee while the house is on fire around him. You know, he's watching this and going, yeah, I need help. Yeah. Like maybe I can carry a bunch of these guys and we can we can get back in this. But in the long run, I need help. Because my running mate is now 38. My two guys that were supposed to be the future are proving they can't do it. Devin Booker isn't blind. Devin Booker is probably sitting there going, I need help too. Now I don't think you blow it completely up no. right now, but you know that he's very aware of the situation mm -hmm. and the reality of it. Devin Booker is no dummy. He knows what's going on. Right. You, you make contender moves right now. Like if that's in the form of a second star, you do that. If that's in the form of another piece that can strengthen your core, you do that. But you have to make moves that show to book like, look, we're aware of where we're weak right now. We're aware of where we need to get to in order to put you on the title contention map again and do that like we don't know who's going to become available in the offseason or even at the trade deadline but they have to make some sort of move because just running it back for another season that's not going to fly this time Shaq and kobe 2.0 this is not but, it's no. more like kobe and kwame 2.0 <laughs> but they're hurt this it, it it's proving to us that these guys aren't aren't like the, the guy mm. it's proving it to the rest of the league too which means that value that you'd love to down. get back for da and mikhail has has dipped now too that hurts and then the other thing here and i don't know that it will happen i don't know that it should happen but this is making it a lot easier if matt ishbia wants to come in and bring in his own people and clean house on the basketball operation side it's making it a little bit easier to go ahead and do that as well uh, you know you're you're not coming off the feel good 64 wins are the finals you're coming off of what could wind up being quite the embarrassing season uh, it, it may make that easier. Yeah, and I, I do think he's probably, Jones has insulated himself a little bit with that raise that he got as far as um, being promoted to team president. But he did he did shoot down the idea of him not being GM for the time being, but he didn't, he, did, he left the door open for the future as far as yeah. 
Yeah, yeah maybe I'll do else. the managing. I, right. But I'm not going to do the day to day. I don't so. think some haphazard, uh, you know, promotion that was given to him in this weird interim phase by Sam Garvman, supposedly out of the goodness of his heart, is is going to change. If Matt Ishbia got a contract want, extension, too, I get recently. that. But if Matt Ishbia doesn't want James Jones there, James Jones isn't going to be there. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I don't, I don't think he would come in and fire him though. I think he would probably leave him in his team president role, let him focus on bigger picture stuff, and bring in a GM to do the actual basketball moves. Because okay. that was the big thing that James Jones was emphasizing: is now he can do more cultural, big picture, organizational type yeah. stuff. And honestly, like I don't know if I don't know to what level James Jones is involved on the on the back end of things, and that's mm. the thing that a lot of us don't know about. Like, how shrewd is he about the cap? How how much does he know about how to wheel and deal and make this move and make that move? You know, like He's, it's it's the equivalent of like you know like honestly, it's the equivalent of like negotiating a contract, right? Mm -hmm. Like the more and more you do it, the more things that you realize you can maybe put into those contracts or take out of those contracts and really work everything to your to your advantage. I wonder what level James Jones really has in terms of wheeling and dealing and understanding all the pieces that are at his disposal that he can use to leverage to get talent to come here um, to wheel and deal and get big, big players. Colangelo was great at that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As the team president, obviously, but like James Jones, I don't know how much experience he's really had in that because it, really of the last year, he hasn't really made any big time move. Mm -hmm. Not that they've needed to, but you need to now and nothing's happening. So I, I do kind of wonder. His cap expert's a guy named Trevor Buckstein. He's been there a for, uh, for mm -hmm. over a decade. He was uh, Lon Babby's guy. Uh, R Ryan McDonough used to joke, I don't need an NBA ESPN trade machine. I've got Trevor Buckstein. <laughs> the dude is is a savant with that stuff. So that's the guy pulling those strings for James Jones based on my understanding. Mm -hmm. I like Trevor. So, um, so what did they do? Did they just go in there and like, hey, how could we possibly get Bradley Beal? Yes, make make this work. Show me the options on this in terms of the cap and, and dealing and then guys. And then here's the come options. Come back to me in an hour and I yeah. got you. And they crunch the numbers. <laughs> and he has a whole yeah, here's, board with wires and yeah, shit. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's magnetic, no wires. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> All right, we got a couple of super chats that we will get to here shortly. But first, do you guys know what we can always rely on? OGs. I mean, yes. Four Peaks. Four Peaks. We can always rely on Four Peaks. And our last Wednesdays are back. That's right. Every last Wednesday of the month, you can join us and the rest of the PHNX crew out at the 8th Street Pub in Tempe. The next one will be on January 25th. All of our shows are live and in person throughout the day. And this is your invite to come hang out with us. You can enjoy $3 beer specials. You can enjoy fantastic food. You can come chat with us about the Suns, about the Cardinals, about college sports, hockey, Coyotes, D-backs, you name it. We were all we're all going to be there. It'll be a lot of fun. And they have a couple new beers as well. So they have the Recreational Juice Dank IPA Dang. and Staycation Super Juicy IPA Super as well. <laughs> so those will be available at the Four Peaks Pub down on 8th Street. So you guys want to come hang out with us we'd love to see you love to have you there and uh maybe share a meal or enjoy a beer together Drink but just a reminder sorrows. you do have to be 21 years or older to enjoy four peaks beer and we ask that you enjoy responsibly i think we should turn things a little bit positive before we get into the super chats which might take us a little are you bit, doing another read mm -hmm. oh go ahead <laughs> 
Want to name our king of the game? Sure. Our draft king, king of the game. Yeah, we'll let's put, do we'll, it. We'll put a little positive spin on this sure. before we go we negative before the game. Our, no, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lindsay, please yeah. go ahead. Tonight's king of the game is Mikel Bridges. Mm-hmm. He finished with 21 points. He was 8 of 16 from the field. He also had 7 assists. Congratulations to Mikel Bridges for being our king of the game in this one. Uh, You know, Mikel, regardless of if you think he should be a three or four or five, whatever, I will say lately we've gotten to see the little bit more of a spark from Mikel Bridges. So whatever your thought process on or whether he was playing through something, he was just tired, he was in his head, whatever it may be, we're starting to see that spark again. I always, I feel like this guy was miscast as, as people expect him to be some giant offensive answer, right? And I don't think that's ever been fair. I think he's a, a good offensive player that's going to get you 15 on a, on a night like tonight. He'll get you 20 plus, but it's not a regular thing. And he's going to play solid defense. And I, I think this expectation that he was going to become the second scorer probably was never fair on this guy in the first place. And I, I, but I don't, I never was one that believed he was going to be that guy. It's not about that though. It's not necessarily that you, you want him to be the, the premier scorer or take his shit to over 25 points a game. Right. For me, it's always been what consistency. Consistency. Mm -hmm. I just needed to see some consistency. I don't give a shit if he averaged 18 a game or 17 a game. If it was consistent every single night, that's where it was. And these last several games, Outside of the Nuggets game, because that was crazy blowout by the second quarter, so that was a little erratic. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been consistent for like the last four or five games, and that's what you want to see. My thing is, is you can't have 25 one night or 31 one night, and then the next game give you eight. Like mm-hmm. that's the inconsistency that we don't want to see. Right. I, I think I was one of the ones that thought Mikhail would have to be the second option because that's how their team was setting up because we knew Chris Paul – was taking a voluntary step backward this year and also an involuntary step backward this year, being that he's... Father time. Yeah, father time has taken over there. Um, But yeah, this stretch has pretty definitively proven, okay, that's maybe not realistic. If you have him as your third guy, that's great. He can take advantage of matchups. He can do things off the dribble, and I think his playmaking has really improved this season. You look at his last handful of games, seven assists, six, four, five, three, seven. Like He's been distributing the ball pretty well which is new for him. But yeah, as far as being the second option on this team as a scorer, no. And the Suns are going to have to, if they do get healthy, rely on Devin Booker at the top, as we all know. And then they have four guys that are capable of being a second option on a night and on a night, but not on a nightly basis. You know what I mean? Like they've got to revolve that door of like, okay, it's Cam Johnson's night tonight. Now it's McHale's because they haven't gotten, I don't think a good game out of both McHale and DA during this stretch on the same night. It's a lot like those pre-Barkley Suns teams that had a lot of, you know, at the time, KJ was kind of the the star there, and they had a lot of other guys that were threes in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Third options. And you cash in on that, and you bring in uh, that other guy. We may be getting closer to that point like we're See, talking but, about. But this is the thing that bothers me the most, right? Somebody mentioned in the chat, um, when the Warriors didn't have Steph Curry and they were kind of falling apart, nobody asked for Steve Curry to get fired. But you see what happened this year with the Warriors when Steph Curry went out mm. and they started off not so hot. 
But then they learned and they adjusted and Clay picked up his level of play. Other guys picked up their level of play. They ended up winning four games in a row. Like, and then Steph Curry came back and then we beat him. But regardless, <laughs> like, there, like it, there's a, there's a, there's some progress and some continuity that builds after you miss somebody that that's what, that's again, like I keep going back to this, the consistency, where's the development? Where's the, 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 the consistent rotations that you feel like you can rely on or if you do experiment giving these guys more than just a half or a quarter or a game like let them work through some shit that's the only way you improve but everybody's inconsistent okogi will get 15 minutes one night and not play the next Dwayne washington will play the whole game and then not play a lick uh, the next game and then you got Saban lee playing tonight Dwayne washington didn't play at all Jock Landale doesn't know on a night to night basis if he's going to play or not. Bismack, same thing. Like, it's so wildly inconsistent from top to bottom that you can't rely on anything. And those guys at the bottom of the roster have been the most consistent. Most of those guys have been healthy all year. So, why are you fucking with them so much? I, I, I do. I agree with you as far as the busy jock thing. I think that puts both of them in a difficult spot. And as much as they both say, like, we're, we have an understanding, we're cool with it, we understand, like, that's a tough spot to be put in as a player, not knowing if you're going to be the backup or if you're not going to get minutes. But there is a difference. Like the Warriors were only missing Curry for the most part. Like the Suns are missing their best player, their third best player, their like fourth or fifth best player, depending on how you view Cam Johnson, and then a bunch of bench guys. So that does make it more difficult. Um, I get what you're saying as far as maybe Dwayne goes, but a lot of these bench guys, like now Akogi's hurt again. Like Landry Shamit's been out. Like... They've, they haven't had a consistent rotation that they can be like, okay, we're going to do the same thing we did last night. Because half the time there's a guy in or a guy out compared to the night before. Like it's true. It's hard to get a consistent rotation when you don't have the consistent pieces there. When you bring up Kerr, he had rings. I mean, so you don't no, ask no, for a guy that's because somebody no, I, no, I know. You don't ask for a guy that that's proven it by winning rings to get fired because of a rough patch. I mean, that's the, yeah. it's the apples to oranges on that. Part. Yeah, but also like okay, to go back to your point, right? Mm -hmm. And we're gonna use the Golden State Warriors as the model right now because they are they've been the bell standard for the last 10, 12 years, right? Yeah. Um, the development part of this as well comes into play. Guys like Jordan Poole, who have been in the system for a little bit, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they have a breakout year last year, and then this year he's a little erratic, but he he does show you those flashes mm -hmm. of being able to – guys, small guys, guys that were not drafted in the first round or not drafted very high, Jonathan Kaminga, who is a contributor. Uh, you know, like those are the types of things, and your culture – and the way you organize your program helps a lot. But you've seen Steve Kerr. If you watch those Warriors games, you will see Steve Kerr play dudes that you're like, who the fuck's that guy? Hmm. And then by the end of the year, you know who that guy is because he's been playing consistent minutes, 10, 15 minutes a game. And, and, and that's how you get guys to develop and groom and get to another level. That used to happen a lot with this franchise, you know, with, with the Suns. Like back in, in the 90s, uh, even with Barkley, like post Barkley, they still were developing guys like Wesley Person. They were developing guys like uh, Michael Finley. They were developing guys like Sean Marion. Like, yeah, they were they were high level prospects, but it still took them a couple years to get to that level. Well, shit, we're in year five of Mikhail and Da, and we're not seeing that growth, and that's a problem. Yeah, but I don't think that's because of consistency of their minutes. I think it's just because that's not who they are. Like. I, no, I, it's that, for that's those two, two. For those two, it's two, two, right. two, two totally different conversations, okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like Jordan Poole, like, he 
is just he was just going to be good. Like he's he's just a better player than like if they fed Dwayne Washington minutes, I don't think he's going to suddenly start playing like Jordan Poole. But I I get your point with guys like Moses Moody or Kaminga or whoever. But they also a big criticism of the Warriors has been like James Wiseman has not developed. Yeah. So there's wins and losses on that front on both ends. I think the bigger problem for me is like you look at the Suns roster compared to a team like the Warriors and in terms of the pool of players that you can try to feed developmental minutes to it's like D wash. And that's, and that wasn't even their guy. I mean, that was a two way like, and that's kind of it. Like aside from Mikhail and DA and cam who are just cornerstones. See, but the cool thing, the cool thing about what the Warriors have done though, is that when you lo- look at a, 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 a Wiseman, okay. Mm-hmm. You don't sit there and question, is it the Warriors program? that or is it him you basically are like Wiseman's got to step his shit up and he's got to play better because his development has been shit that's got to be on him because Mm -hmm. of what the Warriors have done before right with the Suns right now and with Monty and his you know his previous stop and how he kind of wore things thin there you come over here and you can't figure out okay, Jalen Smith's not getting burned or he's not developing. Is it him or is it the program? And then you see this influx of just random lineups or random benchings that you just can't figure out what the substitution uh, patterns are going to be. And I just, I feel like one leads to the other. And that's why the development part of this has been so suspect, in my opinion, because there's no consistency whatsoever. Then you see it in the players and the way they perform. So inconsistent. I, I just, I can't put a finger on it. I just don't like it. Albert H. brings up a good point, though. <laughs> hmm. Jordan Poole got sent to the G League. Suns mm. don't even have that option. If you <laughs> wanted don't. to send a, 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 a you know Jalen Smith to the G League, you would have had to have sent him to somebody else's G League team, which means he's not playing in the same system, mm-hmm. and it's it's not of real value. Like yeah. that part of the problem. The whole thing wasn't set up for <laughs> development. You've got a GM who has admittedly said "f them kids" when it comes to the draft, like. So, like the earlier point, you pay the price in the back end when you have these injuries because you don't have anybody that you're really yeah. developing to bring in and, and help out. Um, all right. Well, let's go back to DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> app uh, and check in and see what our leaderboard is looking like. Oh. So today I was the <laughs> only worse. one who hit my bed, oh, no. and that means <sighs> I am sitting at the top of the list. Saul is a minus 4850. Damn it, Tori Craig. Positive 8873. <laughs> and Espo is positive 67. To be fair, I had I did to have a fair. I had a to three leg parlay and two legs of that parlay hit, mm-hmm. and the third one just did not. Yeah. Yeah. Tori, you, Tori you, let you, you down. had an opportunity to get up big on all of us because I think your parlay would have given you like a 300 and some odd dollar boost. Mm-hmm. Had you won? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Espo and I, we went head to head on that first field goal. And thankfully, my one. Because you would have been much farther ahead of me had yours hit. Because so, you were like a plus 300 for mm-hmm. yours. It's, it's all right. Don't worry. You'll um, have it for a yeah. Day. So I'm sitting pretty. Hopefully, it stays that way for a little bit of time. If you guys would like to get in on the action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, um, so we've got a promo for new and for existing customers. Okay. So hear this one out. All new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Also, if you're new to the app, make sure you sign up using that promo code PHNX because new customers 
can place a $5 bet on the NFL divisional round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with that code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I'm okay. actually doing that right now. So. Are you? Yes, I am. All right. We got a couple super chats here. Um, we'll start with this one. Scott sent us a super chat. Thank you so much, Scott. Said, everyone calm down. They need human bodies to win games and DNP <laughs> guys every night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is there. There's some truth to that one, Scott. You're absolutely right. Who's got non-human bodies? It is. In the it NBA? is very difficult to win a <laughs> team sport Too when sure. you have half a team. Yes, it is, and that's the frustrating part. Is we keep dwelling on, oh, what is Monty doing wrong with his rotations, and why don't Mikhail and Da have that dog in them? And at the end of the day, it's also like because they're missing a lot of guys. Like this team is only going to do so much. And that yeah. goes back to roster construction. However, it's not that we're we're frustrated. I mean, we are frustrated in the now, but it's also looking long term. It is. The frustration comes from the fact that depending on how the next two weeks look for these teams or for this team and the schedule coming up is not easy. No. Well, they've we gotten through be, the tougher part. We could be up a creek without a paddle even when our team gets healthy. I think that's where majority of the concern comes from. Like you can understand why we're losing games right now, but the concern is that even when we do get healthy, is it too much for these guys to be able to actually pull something legitimate off and go deep into the playoffs? Is it too much on Devin? Are we risk potentially re-injuring him because he's carrying too much of the load? It's a bunch of those types of questions, you know, I think. What it comes down to is real simple for me. I don't want to go back to three years ago, four mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. I do not want to see that. Mm -hmm. I cannot handle that emotionally, physically. Uh, I, the city can't handle that. So please let this be a bump in the road and not a new normal. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. A couple more super chats. So uh, this one is from Manny. Manny, thank you for your super chat. They said, I know it's hard to judge the team in any capacity, but in regards to DA, he just seems checked out more than usual. You think he's on his way out? And before you guys answer that question, we also have one from Psycho Blue, which Psycho Blue, this one's not your best work. Don't love it. But thank <laughs> you for the super chat said, are we sure DeAndre isn't spelled D-Andrea? Looks mighty Bargnani these Bargnani. days. Andrea Bargnani. Okay, mm. I don't know who it's that a is. It's he was a, a basketball player. He, he was, was a number, number one, one pick. pick from Italy. And oh, he was well, then that's my bad. I misinterpreted that entire super <laughs> yeah. chat. He was not. Sorry, yeah, Psycho no, Blue. It, it was not a. Uh, um, I thought it was that's, that's on me. I got that's it. That's on me. Um, look, I I wouldn't go as far as checked out. But yeah, his defense has not been locked in for the majority of this season. It's been kind of noticeable. Um, I am in no way trying to pin this stretch on DA. But. You know, like people keep talking about like, oh, they're not feeding him the ball enough. They're, they've literally been running their offense through him chiefly over the last couple of weeks with Devin Booker out. Like people wanted to see what an offense run through D.A. looks like. This is it. It requires entry passes, which is such a 2000 thing to say. Like, well, I'm none sorry. of these guards are capable. But that's it. what I'm saying. If you have to rely <laughs> on entry passes to be the number one option, that's, you're not a number one that's, option. That's that's not really the, the argument I would make because I've seen plenty of centers in the history of the game be able to be the number one option because they are so damn dominant with the ball once they touch it. And right. that's the difference. And DA, he has no DA, moves. DA is very limited in terms of his, the moves that he can provide. Um, he, he has to be set up in, in really good position for him to be effective at all. Mm. He can't get himself out of bad positioning. 
his footwork needs work. Um, it just overall, like there's just still levels for him to be able to improve. And uh, he, he doesn't have gonna... the skill set for it. And the rebounding thing again is noticeable on nights when he gets five rebounds. Yeah. Like I know he didn't play the fourth quarter, but like but still, Steven it's... Adams got as many offensive rebounds as DA got rebounds in general. Well, it's noticeable when he plays against a guy like Steven a. Adams because Steven Adams gives him the work just about every damn time, even all the way back to his rookie year. He does. We're watching him getting beasted down low. I'm like, bro. And don't get me wrong. Like, but Adams he has is a played tough well against really solid NBA centers as well. This ain't Washington State, bro. But, I mean, you're right. Without the ability to create his own shot, without the, the move off the dribble, which everybody said the center position is dead, uh, you know, a few years ago. I think they had it wrong. The center position has evolved and you need to be able to handle the ball. Jokic handles the ball as well as anybody. Joel Embiid's pretty good with it as well. DA doesn't have that. So you have to rely to that old school feed him the ball down low, which doesn't work right now in, in today's game. And that's the problem. He can be a guy that, like some of these other centers, even like a Steven Adams, that gets their points in the flow of the game if he's not the main guy but his game does not equate to being the option. Right. And I will say in his defense, like there were a couple of situations where he got hit with some of the same double teams we've seen him turn the ball over on lately. Um, and he made the right pass out of those plays. So there's been a little bit of growth in that department. But yeah, in terms of being a number one guy, like we said with Mikhail, this stretch has proved pretty definitively he's not that guy. And when you couple that with kind of the inconsistent focus on defense and the rebounding thing that crops up every now and then, um, yeah, it hasn't been the breakthrough season for DA that we were hoping for, especially coming off getting a max contract. It's been the broke down season that some people expected, not the breakthrough that we hoped for. This thing's watching on. Thank you. Christmas (laughs) gift from the fiance. Um, Okay, and then... (laughs) That's our final super chat. So, uh, <laughs> oh, nobody else wanted to give us money for reading. <laughs> no, there was another question I was going to bring up, but then I felt like we kind of had already covered it. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I have a really, we have a really, really exciting announcement for you guys. But want to remind you about our friends over at More Furniture. They help us set up the offices here at PHNX, including this set. Fantastic furniture, great great quality, looks great. great, feels great when you're sitting on it, when you're utilizing whatever furniture you have, whether that's chairs, loungers, couches, tables, you name it. They've got what you're looking for if you are looking to spruce up your home. They also have white glove delivery, which is fantastic. It takes all the work out of buying new furniture because they bring it to your house. They set it up. They make sure it's perfect. You don't have to do any of the heavy lifting, literally. So to save big on the best furniture in the Valley, just head on over to morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. Also, since we're living in the worst of times. The dark ages. The, the dark darkest ages. Timeline. Might I recommend a little bit of fantasy on the Underdog Fantasy Ooh. app. Maybe you'll have a little bit more fun over there. <laughs> Maybe life will be better <laughs> utilizing the Underdog Fantasy app. They do daily fantasy sports differently, and it is the best app for you to combine fantasy sports and the potential to win big money. So if you have not checked out Underdog Fantasy, make sure you guys check it out. It's really easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, but make sure you sign up with that promo code P 
PHNX because Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. They're going to give you literally free money to play with, so don't miss out. Okay. Uh, Amelia said, oh, yeah, Lindsay's special announcement she worked really, really hard on. That's coming later. But this oh. announcement, Saul worked really, really hard on. We do. We have one coming Ooh. up in a few weeks. Oh, man. But you'll have to stay tuned for that one. This oh, one yeah. is something that Saul worked really, really hard on. Yeah. So, so we got Drum really, roll. Yes. We got a new show that's going to start on Thursday because we're bringing our guy, Eddie Johnson, to the house, Let's baby. Go. Let's go. Outside shots with Eddie Johnson. New show starting on Thursday with myself and uh, and Eddie. And, and basically, well, how this is all going to work, Eddie just wants to be able to have a forum where he can talk about the Suns, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. talk about ball, and talk about whatever the hell else he wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's going to be lit. It's going to be awesome. It starts this Thursday, 11 a.m., uh, if you can't catch the live stream, as always, just go to PH Next Sons on your whatever your favorite podcast feed is, and you'll be able to listen to it there as well. Let's we, go. We really just did this to help our uh, our rec league basketball team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. PJ's yeah. eligible yeah. to play. Well, for after us, the uh, after Friday night watching everybody shoot threes, I was like, man, we need a we need a shooter. So <laughs> hey, I was this? close. Oh, you were. I was real you close. Were, you were. So I said, why not? Uh, why not get the smooth shooter? Yeah. yeah. And our trash talking just went up 50%. This is that. Yes. Uh, and there will be a lot of trash talk. I promise you that. Because Eddie talks as much shit as anybody else <laughs> I've ever met. He, he talked shit to me the other day when I was talking about, hey, are you cool with us starting a show on Thursday? He was like, of course I'm cool with that. Also, why aren't you seeing me on the golf course? You know I'd beat that ass. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Dude, this is a nice phone call, okay, guy? Oh, man. Oh, so Can't that's wait. exciting news. We love Eddie Johnson around here. Of course, EJ is one of our favorites. So having him officially a part of the family, bringing more content for you guys as well, more opportunities for us to dive a little bit deeper into Phoenix Suns basketball. This is a win-win for everybody. So hopefully you guys check it out. Hopefully you guys love it. Um, first episode, like you said, this Thursday at 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. on our YouTube channel, like normal. Coach says, watch the first episode where EJ fires Saul <laughs> on his first day. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me Power if EJ tried to do something works. like that. <laughs> okay, so uh, we have a game. Mm -hmm. I have, Emma and I worked very, very hard at uh, putting together a very game for you guys. We stole the idea from Espo, but we did the heavy lifting. This is called Three Takes and a Fake. Right. So we have four tweets that came from Twitter okay. throughout tonight's game. One of them is a fake. Oh, okay. You have to tell me which one is fake. And then some of these topics we will actually dive into a little bit more and discuss. Emma, you want to put these up here? Okay. Three takes and a fake. I will read them aloud for you. Don't the lie. first tweet says, when you talk about when you talk about how hard work pays off, dot dot dot. Wasn't no high draft pick, wasn't really talked about in high school, but the kid can fight out play. This okay. was about John Morant. Okay. Somebody had okay. this take about John Morant in tonight's game. Wasn't no high draft pick, the number two overall pick. Okay. Um, the next one, also about John Morant, said, I prefer my MVP candidates who impact the defensive end of the floor, too. Defense is a skill, too. Thanks, John Morant. This was a take about John Morant and uh, his MVP candidate. Okay. Then this one said this was also about John Morant because when he got knocked to the ground and he said he can't guard me, he can't guard me, something like that. Uh, this tweet was sent out saying, 
But when Alvarado, Jose Alvarado, our friend over at the Pelicans, <laughs> lifts a finger, he gets teed up. NBA official is so inconsistent and trash. Then the next one, this came roughly about the third quarter of tonight's game, said the Suns would be winning this game if Jay Crowder was playing. No cap. But but a shout out to Connor for remembering. Uh, I oh, got and guys, girth. don't tell him which one was fake. <laughs> yeah, that I got girth on a fake tweet last. <laughs> we got to bring, why you got to bring up I, old shit? I'm going to go with hello and say number two is the fake. Number yeah. two, it's too clean cut. Is the fake. There's no, there's no, the I prefer there's my no MVP slang. Candidates. There's no messed up words. There's no fucked up grammar. It seems too perfect of a tweet. And yeah. then you're talking about defensive skill. Really, we're really gonna throw that out there. John Moran is a negative. Nah, I'm not trying to hear that. It's gotta okay. be number two. For me, number four is the fake, unless there was sarcasm. Which makes it tough because right. you can't tell sarcasm on Twitter. Yeah. I'm between one and four. Okay. I'm between two and four. I'm going to go four. But I feel like four is so outrageous that it's either like an obvious fake or it's trying to get you to think it's an obvious fake. I feel like so the I'm gonna no go cap two. was Lindsay trying real hard yeah. to make us believe <laughs> that true. somebody wow. was That is true. That is true. She was like, mm, what's slang? Mm, no cap. No, no cap. cap. What is that slang <laughs> that the youths are using these days? So, the Utes. What are the okay. Utes? So let's about. go down these tweets in order. We'll go ahead and talk about each one of them. The first one is real. Came from NBA Central. It is real. Shaq says John Morant deserves more MVP att attention. Quote: When you talk about how hard work pays off, wasn't no high draft pick, wasn't really talked about in high school, but the kid can flat out play. Shaq, wait, what wait, is wait, a high wait, draft wait, wait, pick wait, wait, to no, you, what? sir? No. When you talk about how hard work pays off, there's no high draft pick. I guess. Really Shaq was taking one, play. right? So that's like all he thinks is high draft pick. I guess if you're not if one. You first or last. Yeah, you missed your irrelevant there, job around. So, it's yeah. so bizarre to me. Okay, I get that he wasn't really talked about in high school, but like he was literally the number two overall pick yeah. in a draft with Zion. So yeah. come on, what are we so, doing? So that one was real. That was an actual take from tonight's game. Basically, that was Shaq's version of saying, "I didn't know who he was until this year." <laughs> I apologize. I was not familiar <laughs> with your with game. game. <laughs> the second one, talking about John Morant playing defense. Mm -hmm. This is a take from Mark Jones ESPN on Twitter. What? I prefer my MVP candidates who impact the defensive end of the floor, too. Defense is a skill, too. Thanks, John Morant. How? This one actually caused a little bit of ruckus. We had uh, quite a few people in the chat uh, Nakia like Duncan, friend of the pod, said he's been better than last year, but I'm not sure I'd call him an impactful defender just yet. The Suns were literally targeting him to start the game, and that's why they got off to their, what was it, 9-4 start or whatever it was? What are we doing so here? So one of the reasons why a lot of people feel like John Morant is getting a lot of credit um, from the defensive th side of things is because he has a lot of defensive highlights. But just because they go viral doesn't mean he is a... A lockdown defender. That's all you see on Sports Center. He That's just all that has matters. nice highlights. Well, welcome, yeah. welcome to the Cliff Notes uh, generation, where it's yep. everything needs to be short, compact, and if I didn't see it on Twitter, it didn't exist. Yep. So. Yeah, that's rough. So tweet number three, talking mm. about our friend Jose Alvarado. This was actually a take tonight. Yep. This Alvarado. one came from Vijan L. <laughs> Bijan LB on Twitter. Okay. Uh, I went on the feed. You know how Twitter puts together like people who are talking about the matchup that night. And this is what somebody had to say, which I guess you could be upset. 
if uh, your friend Jose Alvarado always gets teed up. So that means no cap. the last one is a fake. Suck Nobody it. that at least I saw in real life said the Suns would be winning this game if uh, Jay Crowder was playing. Am I and right? you're right. I did add the no cap seeing if you guys would be like, <laughs> I, was... I don't know, would Lindsay actually say yes. that? <laughs> you're right. Oh, Espo, you man. know me too well. This is terrible news. Put the crown on me, baby. I got <sighs> this. I felt like it was too obvious, so I went away from it. Well, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry I didn't make this hard enough on you guys. Sheesh. You obviously did make it hard enough because Next they got it does wrong. This look for a That's true, because you did pick two, didn't you? No, you I was e two? I was saying either two or four, and I went with two because okay. I felt like four was and too obvious. And you picked two as well, next right? Time, yeah, next time she's going to hey, put more down. Hey, I got two of us. Look at me go. Did you guys like that game? That was fun. That's a little like okay. It. So we can go through some ridiculous tweets that are actually real. Real tweets. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Real tweets. Um, we are going to round out the show with something fun for you guys that Emma has prepared for us. But the Suns are headed back home. So if you guys are looking to check out a Suns game, you might be able to get a really solid discount from our friends over at Game Time. I'm talking about 60% off of tickets when you buy them last minute. Over at Aim Game Time, it is awesome for concerts. It's awesome for sporting events. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Every single show, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on whatever podcast platform is your favorite to listen on, the link is in the description of that show. So again, you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute using that link to game time. A million percent. And if you don't want to go to the game and you just want to go exercise some of the demons, you can always go golf. That's what we did last Friday. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why Max Simpson continues to set me up for failure by giving me Bad Birdie merch uh, reads on days where I don't even know we're doing bad birdie. I was at a golf course last Friday. I could have done a bad birdie read then, but no, I have to do it on a random ass Monday for no reason. Okay, here I am. But that stuff is so cool, it doesn't even matter. Go get your bad birdie merch. They got six new polo drops, they got two new quarter zip drops, they got a whole bunch of swag that is just so cool, colorful, um, and it's lightweight, especially if you're here, so you can stay warm but also have a nice breeze come through um, and enjoy yourself out on the golf course. So if you want to save 50% on some of that merch, absolutely use code, promo code PHNX underscore sports 15 to save yourself 15% uh, at bradbirdygolf.com. Okay, we're going to round out the show with a little, what are we calling this, an anti-draft? The yeah, anti-draft. So, so it's an anti-draft. So pretty much what that means is... There are two people on this panel that do not know what the other two will be drafting. Their goal, yes, it's Saul and Espo. They don't know what we're drafting. Mm -hmm. So it's Saul and Espo's goal to also draft things that fit into this topic that they don't know. The only people that know the topic is going to be Lindsay and Gerald. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it up on the screen for everyone in the chat so that way you guys know as well. I swear if anyone gives it away... You'll be banned. banned. You should just take the chat down. I mean, yeah. Something pops up. I I'm gonna, make. I'm gonna take the chat, the down, chat down. But I'm putting it up on the screen for you. Don't so ruin it. Eyes. No cheating. No peeking. So Saul Espo, eyes closed, and yep. then just tell mm -hmm. us when we can eyes are closed for the time being. All right. And don't worry. If you're so, listening to this on audio, we'll tell you yes, at the end. So you guys you are also on Saul and Espo's team, trying to uncover what the topic is. Right. So this is our topic. Okay. Taking it down now. Okay. 
Espo okay. and Saul, you guys can open your eyes. Okay. All right, let's do this. What is the order? It's going to go Lindsay, Gerald, Espo, Saul. Okay. It's not, it's not, it's not like a normal snake draft, so you don't get the double picks. Okay. You're okay. just going to go in It just goes back in, okay. Yes. I they should have really screwed us and made us go one, two, Saul. So. They should have. <laughs> that would have actually been really funny. So, so, so do we buzz in if we know what the category is? No, you still have to finish uh, drafting. You have to. So uh, if okay. you know what it is, then you draft better, okay. basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it, the whole goal for you and Espo is literally to draft in the topic and try and guess the topic. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do All it. right. Cool. I'm going to start with watch scary movies. Mm. Mm. Okay. So is that too similar to just movie marathon then? Emma, do you, do you approve movie marathon and scary movies? Are there, is there enough of a difference there? There's enough of a difference. Yes. All right. I'm going to go movie marathon. Okay, so, or Espo, I mean, you're up. Doing them no favors in terms of helping them. No favor. It's basically the same fucking thing twice. No, there's no No, 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 don't change anything. Sure? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. cool. Am I up good. or is Saul up? You are. Uh, binge watch Netflix. Okay. Okay. Is Emma, do we allow that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It works. Hmm. I mean, I guys, they're all the fucking is, so. same thing. They're all I, the same thing. That's my point. So, they're not no, the same thing. No, I'm, I'm not going to approve that one. Pick they're another not, one. No, it's fine. Oh, if you approve Gerald's, I feel like you got to approve it. But that's three in a row. Fine. That's fine. Yeah, because I was going to say binge watch HBO Max. We can just fucking go around and Mine is spend all day in bed. That's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. I think I know what this is. Hmm. Uh, go golfing. Okay. I am going to say. Hmm. Baking. Baking. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say take a nap with a blanket. I'm gonna. So Specific. You could have just said napping. I'm trying to give them clues without giving I'm, them too many clues. Oh, I'm Gerald's say, being nice. <laughs> drink a hot cup of tea while looking out the window. Okay. <laughs> okay. So specific. Uh, I'm going to say smoking my meat. Okay. I didn't know. No, thank you. Just awkwardly make eye contact with Saul right now. Um, shoot, this is a tough one. Okay. Sleeping in. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say read a nice book. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say. Didn't you say stay in bed all day? He did. And you said sleeping in. Yeah, but I'm gonna take a nap with a blanket. What the fuck veto. are we doing here? I'm gonna veto. Yeah, different things. Are you they vetoing are. hers? I'm gonna veto Lindsay's. Okay. Oh. Three is a no. Oh, oh my gosh. Right. Oh, Lindsay's. Give put another no, one. I gave you no so many options. On this uh, draft, all right. Uh, fine. Playing video games. Ah, oh, you. Hey, I'm still going with take a nap, but. No, you had read a nice book. That was your one. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. That was you had already picked. Yeah, and then Emma that was the one before. Hang out with my daughter. Okay. Oh, I got a good one. Okay. Play with my dog. Okay. There you go. Also, at the end of this, I'm going to say the, what the topic was and who got the closest Wait. out of the two of you. Can, you should can ask we, them yeah, if they should ask them. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to ask okay. them. Yeah. Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Oh, uh, board games. Okay. Playing board games. Board games. Um, 
I'm going to say get drunk. Three, four. That's a good one. <laughs> That's pretty good, Gerald. Uh, order DoorDash. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Saul, do you have any idea what it is? Don't private, say what it is. A little private you, time. Oh, man. The old oh, my God. Saul. <laughs> what? <laughs> These are things I like to do. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's four. four. So one more go through. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait till this is some wholesome topic and sauce picking. Oh my god! Things, things you would put on a slice of bread. Please, my missus. All right, my turn is make pottery. My last one is make pottery. Gerald, what's your god, last? God help one? us. Uh, she looks so good. I stop her up with the bitches. Gerald, what's your last one? I can't when he's saying shit like this. She's Sit outside on the porch. <laughs> in a go ass uh, uh, light a fire okay in so? a fire this is my last one this is your <laughs> last one oh, man, setting good. shit on fire <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> let's go with um uh, uh woodworking in the garage Okay. 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 So in the garage. So specific. (laughs) Okay. So So, do either of you two have a guess? Uh, From the very beginning, I thought it was things to do when it rains. So I was going to say just things to do at home. Espo is correct. It is things to do in the rain. Did you cheat, Espo? You cheated. I don't believe it. No. (laughs) Think about it. Today it rained. You started naming things you do when it rained. It's not a real big trip yeah. to get Honestly, there. And they went so far outside the box. Watch scary movies. Movie marathon. Honestly, like, y'all. Take so, a nap. Lay down on the couch. Like, what the fuck are we even doing here? We have a couple of people in the chat that said I should have paid better attention to the rules because I don't understand what's going on. Let me explain it one more time. So Gerald and I knew what we were drafting. Saul mm-hmm. and Espo did not know what we were drafting. <laughs> but based off of Gerald and I's pick, they had to kind of try to figure out what the draft topic was. My so that's kind of what was happened awesome, there. especially I, in the rain. <laughs> Um, now, were you thinking outside or in the house? <laughs> I cannot believe that Emma allowed watch scary movies, movie marathon, and Netflix to she be didn't, okay. She didn't allow Netflix. She didn't allow no, Netflix. you took it back. She said it was going to be fine. You said fine. No worries. Stay in bed all day. But she yeah, because I knew what it but was. But the difference yeah, between that. taking a nap and then staying in bed all day and sleeping in aren't drastic I enough. Mean, Those are way three I, way different I, things. I didn't than mean. Movies. I didn't mean sleep. I like. I'm gonna hang out. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm throwing shade at you right Go now. Go fucking ahead and do it, Lindsay. I love you so much and I respect you deeply. <laughs> I'm throwing Why are you cowering down there? Shut up. Let me finish. I'm not done. I'm not done. Shut the fuck up. My game. My rules. Well, next time I just won't ask you if you. Approve oh, it, and I'll no. be the one who approves it instead. <laughs> no, it's my game. I make the rules. <laughs> Connor, I is here. That's right. It's basically like, oh, eat candy. Oh, eat Skittles. Oh, eat gummy bears. What <laughs> you guys drafted the most weak fucking things and made it so obvious. No, no. I'm as diverse in my eclectic. Yeah, decisions. because you play golf in the fucking rain. <laughs> you I have a simulator. <laughs> you didn't specify that. When you say golfing, everyone understands. Every Everyone reads that as your outside. Are you? Outside. The one thing that wasn't specific. Gerald said drink tea. I no, didn't say drink tea. I didn't. Drink Yespo did I still. I would never drink tea. What? Out of here. You, wa- 
What would I do while it rains? Watch the rain. Drink something warm. Okay. Anyway, not my fault. You picked a shitty topic that I figured out. Uh, Shout out to Brittany. Brittany said she didn't look when we put up the uh, the draft topic, and then she was able to guess it after my first guess. So, Brittany, you're smart. Next time, we need to try one that's a little bit harder because Espo got it, and Brittany got it, and so you were actually pretty close. Well, for our first one, we had to ease them into it. Next time, we won't be as kind for whoever the two are. Yeah. Next time, it's going to be random. Freaking uh, Star Wars character. No, next time it's gonna be sunny outside. We're gonna be like, "What to do when it's outside?" <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. We're gonna make it hard on you. Also, I love how the chat just like literally fell in love with Emma. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, she's raging, Emma!" I just became a huge fan of you. I can't believe Emma's yelling at the boss. Crazy Emma. Fantastic. <laughs> Emma rages. Son's rage. The person next to me asked who the person yelling was. They sound like a kid. It was about Emma. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious okay sorry one more thing now <laughs> i'm not finished you have unleashed the fury i am 21 years old with a child it's okay no i can hold a full-time job i am not a fucking child i'm working every night with you grown motherfuckers <laughs> you sound like king joffrey i'm not tired <laughs> <laughs> We broke him up. Gerald, fuck you! Oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, All right, Emma. If, if Lindsay has an alter ego of Chelsea, what is the alter ego of Emma? Emma almost fell off the phone book. She has to sit on to reach the computer. <laughs> Emma's like, okay. I was like, I quit. Stabbed. No, quit. No, I need money. I'm not quitting. Ryan said, Emma got that dog in her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's man. not even about the fact that I'm 21. It's the fact that I sit here and wipe all of your fucking asses all day. I'm sick with all of you. Oh, okay, now I'm done. Uh, Emma Let's close it. the show. She got it all out. Emma oh. let it all out. Was, this was really good. This was the best was, therapy session we've had. That was like a year since in the making. the inception of this show. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you all. We're going to take tomorrow off, but we'll be back on Wednesday for a show for you guys at 3 p.m. So plan to come hang out with us then. If you're unable to join us for that live show, you can always catch that show wherever you listen to your podcast. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow us all at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. Real quick before we get to Espo. Uh, I did want to give a shout out again to earlier today when we were at the Martin Luther King Dream Classic. Thank you to Marcus Knees of High School for having us out. Thank you to uh, Mark Beasley, who was the, the director of the mm-hmm. tournament, who also had us out. It was a great event. Uh, we, we stuck around for one game. It was phenomenal. Uh, it was just, you know, it was so nice. It was so nice to be back in a basketball gym uh, watching basketball to me at its pure level mm-hmm. in the high school game. I forgot what that was like. It mm-hmm. was so cool. So thank you guys for having us out. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, today was the day a star was born. <laughs> Congratulations, Emma. Ahoy, hoy. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. BHNX, though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No play.